You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. I've had the occasion to tour a lot in 2017, went to St. Louis to Dr. Yu's convention. It was a great convention. And I met Patty Lemmer. And I'm telling you, Patty Lemmer has the same credentials as my wife. She's an LPC, uh, which is a, uh, a licensed professional counselor. And she has honed in on something, folks, I thought was so important. I want to take the next 15 minutes and talk about it. She's written a book called Outsmarting Autism tremendous read. And as she points out in this book, there isn't a cause of autism. It's a whole lot of things. But does she feel that man induced it or is it fairy dust that fell down upon us? Uh, Patty, thank you so much for joining us today and open your heart up. I'm honored to be with you today. Thank you. You were persistent. Your persistence paid off. Beautiful card you sent me. Tell us a little bit about where your heart is on this issue, because you've been at this a long, long time and become become one of the experts in it. So uh, do tell. Well, my heart is watching these kids regress into autism. You know, they weren't born this way. They were they were born with weak immune systems, perhaps, but maybe some genetic SNPs, um, mutations. But we caused this problem. The environmental tweaks of these kids' vulnerable immune systems and genetics turned them into kids with autism. And because I saw them as normal kids, many of them, I believe strongly that we can heal them. Okay, wait a minute. You saw them them earlier uh, with no developmental delays. You saw them healthy, normal children. And their parents showed me videos of them. In this world of technology, parents have um, video cameras of the first birthday party where the kid's waving at the camera and giggling. And the second birthday party where he looks like he was run over by a truck. And something happened between those two years. Can we blame it? You know, my mind immediately goes to where the controversy is. Can we blame it, therefore, when do you get MMRs at five months or eight months? So it wasn't that. Uh, no, it's it's later. It, it's later, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, the M, no, the MMR is later. Okay, so it wasn't the MMR vaccine. It could be. The timing of the MMR is the timing of the of the regression, and I think the MMR and all its adjuvants or toxins therein, and the other stuff that's in that MMR, <clears throat> perhaps given with another or one or two vaccines. Mm-hmm is really the straw that breaks the camel's back and these already vulnerable kids with issues. They Mm. have gut issues, they have skin issues, they have breathing issues, and all of those have been treated individually without someone saying, this is a sick kid. This is a genetically vulnerable kid with some immune system problems and some inflammation. And we, we can't continuously vaccinate him as if he was okay. One of the reasons I wanted to interview you as opposed to other people who have written other books is because you mentioned the Y word in your book so many times, you know, the yeast, the fungi, et cetera. And you bring up a compelling argument uh, in one of the early chapters about the antibiotics that were right. on and the changes in the gut terrain. Talk about that a little bit. 
So when I first got started um, in looking at these kids in the early 90s, I had founded an organization called Developmental Delay Resources. And we didn't name it any specific disability, like autism resources or ADD resources. We called it Developmental Delay Resources on purpose because all of these kids had similar backgrounds. And in that background was round after round after round of antibiotics. And we thought that this, say, ear infections, antibiotics, strep infections, antibiotics cycle was at play here. And so we did a, um, <clears throat> a survey of the parents asking them, what do you think would happen to your kids? And the parents said, well, it was after that fifth round of antibiotics or after that third MMR shot that he then regressed. Mm. And so we knew that antibiotics were playing a role in tweaking that immune system because we think that it kind of made the immune system lazy. It was like a muscle that wasn't used. And that lazy immune system was depending upon the antibiotic to do the job that it was supposed to do. Now, for those of you who don't know, in 1945, we discovered, scientists discovered, that antibiotics are mycotoxins, right? The mold is penicillium. The poison it makes is called penicillin. And by poison, thank God it's a poison because it kills tiny organisms in tiny dilute doses, which the average dose of PenVK or those are. But it's ironic to me that it's a neurotoxic product. It is right. toxic to the nervous system, antibiotics. And so are the, and so are the vaccinations. Yeah. They're yeah. neurotoxic. They yeah. contain all kinds of heavy metals, and everybody thinks, well, they've replaced the mercury and the thimerosal from the vaccines, but it's been replaced with twice as much aluminum. And there's propylene glycol in them, which is antifreeze, and there's MSG in it, and there's formaldehyde in some of them. And then all of those are toxic to the body. You know what blows my mind and what really offends me is how the stance in medicine is, well, it's kind of the price you pay. To vaccinate the world, you're going to lose some or you're going to have some neurotoxicity. And man, if that were my child, Patty, I I begin to see why there's this anti-vax group. And certainly I respect that people want to vaccinate. Look, we had vaccinations. We're fine that you want to, you know, immunize your children. But folks, just know there's a side, when, when Patty is talking about adjuvants, those are additives that we're putting. Why don't you just put polio in there, anti-polio vaccine? But you have to add lots of things with it. And it's those things in her book, by the way, outstanding book called Outsmarting Autism. The author is on with me right now, Patty Lemmer, a brilliant woman I met in St. Louis, and we couldn't get enough of each other. And I said, I want to put you on, on the blog. I want to put you on Facebook. I want to do all this stuff with you. So thank, thank you for being with us. So do you think it's a combination of neurotoxic, not to all children maybe, but to millions, a neurotoxic antibiotic on top of chemical after chemical after chemical with all these vaccines? And food, and and the GMO food. So the glyphosate in the in the GMO foods is playing a huge role here too. And the foods that these kids tend to eat, the um, gluten-containing and casein-containing foods that make up a majority of their diets, the the wheat and dairy products, which is cereal and milk and bagels and cream cheese and macaroni and cheese and pizza. 
these kids all didn't collude to eat the same diet. And these opioids in these foods, the opioid effect that you get by combining um, the gluten and the casein is a drug effect on these kids. So it's not just what we're doing medically, but it's what families are doing in their own lifestyle. And the kids' guts are so messed up that they get into a really uh, a deep hole in not being able to tolerate textures and tastes and smells of certain foods. And so they eat the blandest of diets and then become addicted to this diet. And the parents go along with it because it's easier to, to win that battle than to try to fight the war of changing a whole lifestyle. You say glyphosate. Uh, that's a word I heard in virtually every lecture I attended. There was at least one doctor talking about glyphosate, and you just said it and kind of rolled it out there. And so I want you to expound a little bit. When I think of glyphosate, I think of Roundup, you know, well, that we need to kill weeds That's the main ingredient in Roundup. And Roundup, for people who don't know, is the um, pesticide that's used in all, most all corn today, most wheat, soy, beets, and a lot of our, um, our agriculture because it keeps them ready for, for the marketplace by killing the bugs and making them resistant to the bugs. But it also destroys the enzymes in our digestive tract. And Stephanie Seneff is the queen on this. If you haven't had her on your show, she would be a wonderful guest for you. Um, she's a, a researcher at MIT. And like um, Andy Wakefield, who you and I were talking about, who's a a hero in the autism community because of his findings in the gut. Stephanie Seneff fell into this. Um, she fell down the rabbit hole. She wasn't interested in autism. She wasn't interested in kids with issues, but she was studying the biochemical action of this pesticide called glyphosate, which is in Roundup. And she discovered that it, it passes the blood-brain barrier and is affecting our kids. And so parents say, well, you mean I have to eat organic? Yeah, you do. And we're catching <laughs> this stuff. We're catching this glyphosate um, in rivers, in tap water. I mean, it's it's so pervasive it's now, ubiquitous. folks. It's ubiquitous. It really They spray this on every crop in the world. It's a Monsanto chemical. And uh, so just be careful. Okay, now I want to go. Now you've seen these clients that come into you. You've said, okay, the doctors diagnose them with autism. How do you help the families? Do you go back to square A? When did this start? And what therapies do you offer that might be beneficial? Well, thank you. Um, the first thing we do is we work on lifestyle, the real basics of staying alive. It's what you're eating, drinking, breathing, and how much sleep you're getting. And these families are so hard pressed. They are so stressed out. And we have to figure out what the main stressors are on them and their kids because stress begets disease of all kind. And the first premise I have is that the kids are sick. They are medically sick. This is not a behavioral disorder. This is not a psychological disorder, although that's how it's diagnosed. It is a medical disorder, and there's no medical test for autism. There's no blood test. There's no MRI. There's no urine test. But by doing some of these lab tests, 
we can detect how the sickness occurred with them. Were they poisoned by mold? Do they have genetic problems that the environment has made it impossible for them to detoxify some of these chemicals that they have been exposed to? And so the first, in my book, An Outsmarting Autism, I diagram five steps of getting well. And the first step is get the bad stuff out which is how you detoxify and put the good stuff back, which is in terms of food and supplements and um, all kinds of things, the, the vitamins and minerals that their bodies are missing. And yeah. that's the beginning. Dr. Jay Lombard, a neurologist out at Cornell University, in his book, Brain Wellness, many years ago, uh, stated that I don't know what causes this disease, but my colleagues and I, when we put these kids on a harmless drug called Nystatin, it improved their behavior dramatically. All Nystatin does is kill mold, like Patty was saying. It's just antifungal. And so that certainly is part of this, and it would yield to what right. she was saying earlier, that antibiotics are probably inducing these because Nystatin would fix that problem. Vaccinations you know, far infrared sauna, probiotics fix the gut terrain, like I've heard you say right. over and over again. Do you see improvements in what percentage of these kids and how quickly? About 80% of them show some improvement in about two to three months. Some show it instantly, but it's not always that easy. It depends how old the child is. The younger we get them, the more success we have at helping them. But the kids who were born in the late 80s, early 90s, when this ep epidemic started, um, they didn't have the benefit of our knowledge of knowing how to use an antifungal or um, they were got vaccinations that had more mercury in them. And so we can revisit with them. It's not too late for some of these older kids. You know, and I'm sorry. One of my concerns is I now have two grandbabies. I understand you have an 11 year old, not a grandbaby, yeah. but a granddaughter. Um, I see the push to get every pregnant woman in America today has a disease and they need antibiotics. They all must get on antibiotics. I mean, it's, every pregnant woman is now being forced to vaccinate herself while she's pregnant. It's it's unbelievable what's it going on. It is unbelievable that they are vaccinating pregnant women and we are seeing a huge rise now in stillbirths and um, early miscarriages, which very few people are putting two and two together and saying that might have something to do with the, the flu shot that woman got or the whooping cough vaccine that we gave her in her fifth month. Yep. I, I, you, you use the word anti-vax and I don't like that word. And um, it's a word that those of us who are educating people about vaccinations are opposed to. We, we really want to talk about vaccine education. We are not anti-vax, and that's kind of a pejorative, pejorative word that we're, we're, we're trying to get out of people. It's, it's very, the, the analogy, Patty, is the quack. Anybody yeah. who veers from prescribing and surgery yeah. is a quack. We'll take his license, you know. So the book is called Outsmarting Autism. It is a tremendous read. Give it a few days. She put her brain into this book. <laughs> Patty Lamar, thank you. I don't know many people that read it. It's, it's 
being used as a reference book because I was really, um, it was really important to me to get a tremendous index in there. And the index has about 35 pages so that you can look up um, anything you want in the book. And a lot of people are doing it that way. One of my pet peeves are books on autism with no indexes. And she's talking about scientific references and finding what you want to find. A lot of science in the book, outsmarting autism. Patty, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, Doug. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.